This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Thursday, November 20th, 2008. I'm Joel Duick. Most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Unquote. Thoreau said that in 1854, but I never heard of it until it was quoted in a movie. If it hadn't been for Robin Williams' character in the Dead Poets Society, who knows how long it might have been until I came across him. My knowledge of Thoreau is entirely secondhand. Maybe I ought to change that. Maybe I ought to read Thoreau for myself. Maybe I ought to learn how to spell Thoreau. I have a watch where you can set the second hand to point to the month of the year on the clock face, rather than ticking off seconds. And so in a very few days, my watch Second hand will be pointing at the number 12, above which is printed the word December. This has been a fast year. The final days of November have seen fit neither to enchant us with the spectacle of falling snow, nor to encourage us with any sight of the sun. Likewise, the deep, woodsy, foggy grays and browns which succeeded autumn's final suffused glow have deteriorated into a mere dirty monochromism. There is a low-pressure dystopian front moving through, causing many to have to draw advances on private stores of optimism that were supposed to be reserved for January and February. Things that ought to bring cheer and smiles seem instead to be bright without and fake within, like a house where the porch lights are on but no one is inside to welcome you. Case in point would be the three-course dinner I attended last night as part of a blandly professional event downtown. Delectable food, opulent decor, impeccable service, all rendered pointless by the positively undead conversation centered around such poetic subjects as computer security and economic woes. And any tiny amusement even this might have produced was effectively kneecapped by the fact that the house heating system was down for repairs and there was cold air blowing out of the ducts onto 20 of us people in business casual who had thought we were coming in out of the cold. Here's a a quotation. I'm about to do a quotation that's four levels deep. So somebody quoting somebody, quoting somebody, quoting somebody. See if you can stay with me on this one. The quote is from Journals of Jim Elliot. He writes, This recalled something that Betty wrote. She quotes Mrs. Penn Lewis in Thy Hidden Ones, who said, In the Holy Spirit's leading of the soul through the stripping of what may be called consecrated self and its activity, it is important that there should be a fulfillment of all outward duty, that the believer may learn to act on a principle rather than on pleasant impulse. That's where I find myself to some degree. 
having to act on principle rather than on pleasant impulse. We tend to start things under pleasant impulse. Podcasts, for example, or music, or building a house. And push through to the finish, if we push through to the finish, by acting on principle. Today, my eyes glazed over so badly at the office that I had to go for a walk afterwards in a very cold wind to clear them out again, then decompress the coffee shop for a half hour. Tomorrow, I have to go back. I don't always dread it like this, in fact, hardly ever, but as I said, there is a low-pressure dystopian front hanging over us, so everything looks and feels much worse, and it gets much harder to hear the music. See, here's the thing. All this stuff that I do, everything I do, writing, photography, noodling around on the guitar, elbowing my way into choir practices, at work too, to a degree. It's all just trying very hard to play and whistle along to a tune I can hear in my head but can't quite properly make the noise of or get down on paper. It's frustrating. It never sounds as good as I imagined it. Not ever. At least I can hear it though. And sometimes, which is really fun, you find someone else who can hear it too. Whistling it, however imperfectly, for other people, even when it's hard for you to hear it yourself, that is acting on principle. Mm-hmm.